Hi, this is David Dickens. We are still basking in the glow of the Super Bowl victory for the Chiefs, and that has inspired our topic today. Four lessons from the Super Bowl victory. So I'm going to go get Walter, and we will get cracking on this topic. Hopefully you find something in here that's fun and interesting for you. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Ah, what a glorious week it is for Kansas City Chiefs fans. It's going to inspire our episode today. Lots of fun to be had on Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens. And David, I know you're uh, grinning ear to ear after uh, the, the Chiefs Super Bowl victory a few days ago. Yeah, it is just it's pretty awesome. The whole back-to-back thing is cool and the, yeah. you know, all the common uh, the, the comparisons to history and so, you know, as I think I'm going to mention later in the podcast, you can't do a three-peat if you didn't do the repeat. So, Ooh, I like that. It's all <laughs> it's all very cool to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan these days and so, you know, we'll ride the as we learn 50 Wow, the first Super Bowl win was in 69, January of 70, and then we went 50 years without one. So I'm I'm pretty sure most Kansas City fans aren't taking much for granted these days. Yeah, soak in every moment. You, uh, <laughs> you never know when that great run is going to stop, and you'll be back to that waiting mode. So Yep. Please, uh, please enjoy it. I, it. My favorite sports team is the New Jersey Devils, and I grew up with them being really, really good with the best goaltender of all time and got to see three Stanley Cups. But it's been 20 years since that last <laughs> one, and uh, it's been a long 20 years waiting for that to come come back around. I, yeah. I grew up with them making the playoffs every single season for something ridiculous like 15 years, maybe even longer than that. And then we've gone on some some really bad droughts, <laughs> and yep. it's, it's painful when you've when had it's it good. Easy. It looks easy. Well, and you know, I think about stock market as just as an as an allegory here. There's a saying that you know the rising tide floats all boats, but in a bull market, everybody's a genius. Yeah. So kind of like you know when it's going great and your salary cap is right in football and you got the right players on the field, it just seems so easy, and then it can flip on you, and it all seems so difficult. Yeah, and I know we're not uh, we're not official sports commentators here, but that's kind of what happened to the Chiefs, right? Like they they've had to find a totally different way to win to stay on top. So that that was part of the big storyline, right? The facing the adversity and the offense is totally different. And now relying on defense to carry the load. But neat thing is they were able to find a way to do it all. Yeah, exactly. So so one of the as I was putting together this uh, topic for the podcast today, the 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 risk is. <laughs> that I, I stray too much into what happened in the Super Bowl. All I really want to do is pick out four things that happened in the Super Bowl and talk about the what it means as related to our finances. So, so Walter, if I go down too many rabbit holes with football analogies, then you got to cut me off and say, wait a minute, Dave, what about, what's the financial impact here? That's what we're really trying to cover today. All right, David Will, I can't wait. Let's get some good financial lessons from the Super Bowl. What stood out to you first? All right, well, the first one is basically have a good plan and be open to mid-course corrections. So in football, they always talk about, uh, you know, what happens, you, you go into the, at halftime and they make these mid-course corrections. So uh, what stood out to me, I know that Spagnola made some fantastic defensive corrections in the second half. But the one piece that stood out to me, Travis Kelsey had uh, nine receptions for 93 yards. But in the first half, he had one reception for one yard. 
Now, I don't know what happened at halftime or who said what to whom, but in the second half, he had eight catches for 92 yards. He did the Travis Kelsey thing that we're all used to seeing, but he was totally shut down in the first half. So somebody made a mid-course correction somewhere that made the second half dramatically different for Kelsey. I think what that means financially for us is, first of all, make sure you have a starting plan. And I've said this before in podcasts, but if it's not written down, it's not a real plan. So you got to have a written plan. It should have short-term goals, some intermediate-term goals, and some long-term goals. And as you progress through life, well, you alter those goals uh, based on where you are and how you've done. So once you have goals, then, of course, you have to measure your progress and your success. So um, maybe, maybe your goals, maybe your milestones are the first $250,000 in your 401k. And that was, a, that was a goal you set in your 20s. And at one point you make it and you go, okay, milestone tackled. Maybe it's um, purchasing your first rental property. Maybe it's getting your kids out of college. Maybe later in life, it's getting your 401k up to a million bucks. Whatever those goals are, it's so important to have them. I think it's important to start early with those in your 20s, maybe in your 30s, but don't wait till your 50s to start making goals and writing them down. And then the mid-course correction comes up with your plan and your goals. If you don't measure them, you don't know whether you're ahead or behind. But if you do measure them and you find out you're behind, then your mid-course correction might be, okay, I need to get more aggressive on my savings. or I need to find ways to spend less, maybe spend less on stupid stuff and spend just on the important stuff. Another way you can make a mid-course correction would be, and I've heard lots of people say this, I guess I just need to add more risk to my portfolio. Mm. That's one that I would strongly discourage people from doing because it usually doesn't work out. You, it's really hard to make up for lost time over the short period by increasing your risk because that cuts both ways. So I would strongly discourage people from doing that because it's a good way to come up with an empty bag uh, as opposed to saving more, maybe doing a little more in your career to get bigger raises or, or take different positions at different companies, whatever that is. Um, so that's what you do if you're behind in, in my view. If you're ahead, well, not necessarily you scrap your old goals because you've probably accomplished more goals faster than you originally thought. Well, that's awesome. And that gives you a chance to reset your goals, make a mid-course correction, and aim higher. So, and that, after on the post-game interviews, both Mahomes and Kelsey said, we really wanted the opportunity to do a three-peat, but you can't do a three-peat if you don't get the repeat. So they had to win this year in order to set up their next goal, which is a three-peat. Well, they are they are so excited for the opportunity to go for a three-peat, but it's really the sequential knocking off of these goals, the tough times throughout the year. You can think of the tough times you might have had in your 30s or 40s. And as you continually reset your goals, hopefully higher and higher, but sometimes you reset to a lower bar because something bad happened to you. But they're excited to be going for the three-peat because they did accomplish goals, made the appropriate mid-course corrections, and reset their goals higher. 
they did a great job, came out as champions, making all those adjustments, just like we would want somebody to come out on top in their retirement plan by making those similar course corrections. Great lesson there, David, and you did not stray too far from the financial <laughs> lesson, so well done. Yeah, but that's only lesson number one. <laughs> yeah, you got three, three more at least to get through here. So uh, what's the next observation? Well, this one's going to be kind of short, but it's really just to have discipline and do the little things well. So there were 10 different things I could have chosen from the Super Bowl, but the one I'm going to pick is the blocked extra point. Uh, Leo Chanel, he blocked that point. And, you know, you go out, your alignment, I don't know what the the coaching is and the hype up is, but you go out there and you're like, eh, it's an extra point. What are the chances? But they rushed this thing hard. The kick came off a little bit low. He had his hand up and it hit it. So then instead of the Chiefs needing four points, they just needed three points to tie, which they did and sent it into overtime. So it was just that little thing of a blocked kick. And Leo Chanel saying, I'm going to do what I was trained to do, and I don't know if it's going to make any difference this time, but I'm going to give it everything I got. So I think the financial parallel, so having discipline and doing the little things well, things like systematic investing. Uh, Let's say you work at a company that has a 401k. You systematically contribute to that thing every two weeks or every paycheck. And then hopefully systematically, every year when you get a raise, you increase the percentage that you're putting into that 401k. It's the little thing all along the way. It's, It's money that you really don't miss out of your paycheck every two weeks. But at the end of a a work career, it makes a massive difference in what your retirement lifestyle is going to look like. Another thing maybe is um, for a lot of people would be buying a home and paying it off over time. That monthly payment that otherwise would be going into rent is going into home equity. Uh, And then the third one that I recommend to all, all the young people that I get a chance to talk to is improve your career, work on your, on your knowledge, the contacts you have in your industry. And as you improve your career, a lot of times it's just going from, from one job to another, more responsibility typically pays you more money. And so it's not necessarily how well your investments are going to do. It's how well your career is going to do over a 40 year period. So uh, the lesson there is just being disciplined about going back to the first one, accomplishing your goals, setting and accomplishing your goals, and doing the little things well. Uh, they all stack up over time. And your adult life is, your work life is 40, 45 years. And so doing those little things steadily, building them into your routine, makes a dramatic difference by the time you get to retirement age. Perfect uh, description there, David. I'll just, uh, I have more of a football comment than a financial one since you covered that so well. And that amazes me, those special teams guys, especially the extra point block attempts, because they happen so rarely. I mean, you spend the entire season basically um, not getting one, right? And then here you are in the Super Bowl, and you finally get that finger on the ball and and make that block. And so just interesting. You probably run that play 100 times in the course of the season and maybe hundreds of times in practice. And you probably might go a whole year without ever getting a finger on it and stopping it. And then, boom, there it happens in the biggest game of the year. So pretty cool uh, example of how that persistence pays off and doing the little things well. So, yep, amazing. Great lesson. All right, what's next? Uh, adversity will come your way. So it's really how you deal with it. 
So, for instance, uh, the, the uh, three little quickie examples from the Chiefs 49ers game. I remember the euphoria that I and Chiefs fans felt when McCaffrey, they were making their first drive, going down the field, looking unstoppable. And McCaffrey fumbles the ball. Uh, I don't know the yard line, but they were, I think they were inside the red zone, inside the 20. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to go our way. This is our night. And then within the next two minutes, <laughs> Pacheco fumbles the ball. <laughs> and you're back to despondency going, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are we going to do? And then in the, in the post-game interview, Mahomes referred to himself as throwing that stupid interception <laughs> to start the third quarter. I didn't say it was a stupid interception. He said it was a stupid interception. But... You know, you came out of halftime thinking, okay, we're only down seven. We have the ball. We might have been down 10 at the time. I don't remember. But we have the ball, and we got Mahomes. And then he throws an interception, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh. Well, that was serious adversity on their sideline and (laughs) in my chest. (laughs) So with us and our financial lives, I think it's you just have to understand that fumbles are going to come our way, and they're not going to feel really great. They're going to feel terrible when it happens. So, for instance, I know a lot of people that at some point over their 40, 45-year careers have had a job loss, you know, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for totally inappropriate reasons. But whatever, if you lose your job, well, hopefully your, your mitigating factor is you did take the time to put together an emergency fund. Um, you didn't wait to begin saving for retirement until you're 35 or 40, at which point you lost your job and, and now maybe you take a step back in your career. Another um, fumble, so to speak, would be if you lose a spouse. Uh, hopefully, you had life insurance and the right amount of life insurance to make sure that that didn't totally derail the rest of the life of the person who didn't die. Uh, maybe you lose a spouse to divorce, and that has its own complications as to um, how you would deal with that from a lot of different aspects of your life, and in particular from our podcast, how you deal with it financially. And another big fumble that I see a lot, I just saw it this last week, it took me totally out of, by surprise with a client, but credit card debt. This person had racked up, totally surprising to me, many thousands of dollars of credit card debt. So those are, I would classify those as financial fumbles that kind of come out of nowhere, and you got to you got to figure out how you're going to deal with them. There are good ways to deal with them, and there are bad ways. Sometimes maybe it's you know having some good coaching. Sometimes it's having some good family members around you that can do some coaching for you. Either way, you've got to expect that in your financial life, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have some fumbles, and you want to make sure you have a plan to deal with them. Yeah, it's a great point. I uh, kind of funny you mentioned this, uh, David, and, and just yesterday I was involved in an interview with um, retired football coach Larry Fedora, coached oh, at really yeah University of North Carolina. Also um, li- lives in Texas now in Waco and coached in Texas for many years as well. And um, just kind of was interesting. He was talking about adversity a lot in the interview, and he said one thing that he always you know told his players was you can you can truly control two things your attitude and your effort. And if you remember that and you don't worry about the rest of it and you can control those two items, you're going to make it through the adversity that you face. And so 
maybe not as intense when facing some sort of uh, financial <laughs> issue versus like you know beating your opponent to death but <laughs> so you can you can still control your attitude and your effort to planning for retirement i think so yeah just and it, so there's there's short term adversity there's there's long term adversity i'll think about you know if you're a, if you're a, oh there's probably a team i can think of that came out with fantastic hopes and dreams the browns and in the middle of the, that's every the of, <laughs> that's every year for them right? in the middle of the season you realize okay well, we're not going anywhere. And so dealing with that level of adversity, as opposed to a fumble in the middle of the game where you're like, okay, we need to forget about that and move forward with our next best play and idea. Yeah. That was, I guess that was the things. Jets when uh, Aaron Rodgers got injured three, three plays into the season. Their, their, <laughs> their long-term picture changed very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there are a lot of good parallels there. When you're watching a game on TV, the good news is when the game's over, hopefully you pretty quickly forget about it. When something bad happens in your life, sometimes it's with you for weeks, months, or years. But the important thing is that you come up with new strategies, maybe some new goals, maybe reduced goals, maybe increased goals. Um, but you don't lose sight of where you're trying to get to. Maybe you just have to create a new path to get there. Hey, side sports thought before we go to our final lesson from the Super Bowl. Did Aaron Rodgers actually help the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? If he doesn't get injured <laughs> on the third play, does McCole Hardman not come back to the Chiefs halfway through the season, the eventual game-winning touchdown score, right? If, if, if Rodgers plays the whole year with the Jets, maybe Hardman stays, doesn't get traded back. And maybe he's not there to make that catch. So true. Good news is we'll never know. Don't don't have to think about it too hard. <laughs> it, can't 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 find out anyway. All right. How about your final lesson from the Super Bowl? So the final lesson is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And so as a, a slightly more than casual observer of football games, I heard Mahomes say in the post game interview that the final TD in overtime was the same play call that they used for the final two touchdowns against the Eagles in last year's Super Bowl. I think last year they called it Corn Dog, and this year they called it Tom and Jerry. Either way, <laughs> it was this little fade route to a wide receiver in the corner of the end zone, which caught, and it was somehow disguised from the, from the, the back that was supposed to cover him. So I just thought it was fascinating that Andy would call the same play to win this Super Bowl that he called the final touchdowns of the last Super Bowl, thinking that, I mean, is that a play that the 49ers had never seen before? Of course not. They watch a lot of film. But Andy didn't feel like, for whatever reason, that he needed to create something new, unique, unusual to get this thing done. He just had to have execution on a really good plan and a really good play. So I think what that means for us in our financial lives is you have to have, first of all, you have to have a real plan. Secondly, you have to measure your progress toward the plan you set up for yourself. In our world, Walter, we, every January we say, have you done your net worth statement yet? That's one way to measure your progress. You need to continually improve, whether that's in your career. I know one way to continually improve is if you start by putting 10% of your, of your paycheck into your 401k. Next year, when you get your raise, put 11% in. And the year after that, put 12% in. But continually improve 
the way that you are feathering your own retirement nest, not expecting that somebody else is going to do it for you, especially the U.S. government. And then, um, you know, resetting goals based on, on the achievements that you have. If you hit a really dry patch in your life, well, maybe you adjust your goals downward. If you're killing it, well, make sure you adjust your goals upward. It kind of, you know, you almost have to involve yourself in a game. It's just a lifelong game of achieving the goals you set for yourself. So perfect, uh, a personal example. My iPhone is sitting right in front of me right now. And when I go to the notes section of that, I will find one note that I have in there, and it's called things to do by. And then I have age 62, age 66, age 70. That doesn't work for everybody, but it's a way for me to keep certain key goals in front of myself. I, I look at that in the airport. I'll look at that on the couch. I probably look at that four times a year, but it's always in front of me. And if I need to adjust something, well, I adjust it on my phone. It's not some piece of paper that's sitting in my file cabinet or something I didn't write down. It's written down in front of me and I get confidence and a feeling of satisfaction when I see that I'm knocking those goals off. So I'm more, I'm more than 62, but I still have the goals of, uh, to do by 62. By The goal says to do by age 62. Well, I never erase that because it gives me a, a good and confident feeling to look back and say, well, look at that, I killed that. Or alternatively, there might be something in there that you didn't quite get done. So you try harder between 62 and 66 to get that done. Quick and easy access. I don't look at them all that often, but they're there right in front of me to spur me along. So those are kind of the four things that I thought about. There could, this could be a three-hour podcast, but my hope is that, that at least a couple of those four were applicable to everybody that's, that's listening to this podcast. Where I want to close is that, um, is that famous quote by Woody Allen where he says, 80% of success is just showing up. And I think what he meant by that was, if you want to train for a 10K, well, you, you would know this, Walter. You and I would both know this because we both train for marathons. If you want to train for a race, well, a lot of it is just getting out of bed and putting on your shoes and getting out there. Yeah. Um, just the consistency of showing up every day. Maybe it's a simple acts of kindness and you just want to do something every day to improve that side of your life. Maybe it's with your spouse or a stranger, whatever it is. Uh, in your financial life, I think it's, it starts with having goals, measuring your progress, and investing that minimum of 10%, which then you build upon and that's, those are kind of my definitions of showing up financially. Continue to work, work on your career, continue to save systematically, and measure your progress. Love it. Great suggestions all across the board. Plenty of lessons to be learned from the Super Bowl, both from future football uh, analysis, but uh, some great financial lessons embedded in that victory as well. I'm glad that the Chiefs won, David, uh, because not only did it make you a happy camper um, and, and probably a lot of our listeners, but also we would we got this episode. I, I think we had said we wouldn't talk about the game if the Chiefs didn't win, and so we would have had a whole different topic today. So the Chiefs win altered the course of our podcast history. Uh, how about, how about that? 
I love it. Well, had they lost, I want, it'd be interesting to know if I would have still done. They would have been totally different lessons. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been very depressing lessons from the Super Bowl. It would These have are all maybe been should have, could have, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> These are four lessons from winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll uh, we'll tweak that title a little bit. I like that. Well, very good. If you've got questions about anything that we talked about today, you know the ways to get in touch with David, just in case you don't, though. The number to call is 913-317-1414. You can also go online to coveryourassetskc.com, and uh, you can find David online and get more access to episodes and blogs and all sorts of great stuff there on the website. That's coveryourassetskc.com, or give him a call. And we've put the uh, information to contact David in the description of today's show so you can find it easily. Well, David, thank you so much for the help this week. Really appreciate it, and we will look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, I'm teeing up uh, a couple of listener questions for the next time, and I've got room for one more. So if you're listening today and you've got a particular question, shoot it in, and we'll try to cover it next time. Sounds great. You can submit those questions online at that website, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. If you've got any of those you want featured on the show, come back and join us for that mailbag listener edition of the next program, and we'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create retirement strategies, using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.